out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just one of them things. I feel like great, we could do this. Great job running the room. You know, yeah, I appreciate you. Perfect show, you know. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, let's watch full length. Oh, wait, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, ya. See you next month. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
Since 1971, the San Francisco Tenants Union has been fighting for the rights of tenants and for the preservation of affordable housing in San Francisco. Starting from the struggle for rent control in the 1970s, the Tenants Union has been the city's leading advocate for tenants. The Tenants Union is supported by membership and counseling donations, and this enables advocacy to be uncompromising and not influenced by pressures from government or other funders. It is a 501c4 since it campaigns for political candidates, so generally donations are not tax deductible, although large donations may qualify. Please visit WFTU.org for more information. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Black, black, plastic. Mutiny Radio. FM. Saturday. Noon to two. Every Saturday. All music. All night. ACLU of California reminds us that we have the right to speak out. Both the California Constitution and the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protect our rights to free expression. There are many questions we face when we decide to organize and speak out. Do we need a permit? Are there limitations? Or when or when can we not demonstrate? What about civil disobedience? For all of this information, please check out ACLUNC.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. They're smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. 
Choke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship. 
as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs>
It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. 
Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. forest was extra dark today as the sun dipped behind some clouds but oscar and his dog crypto had made this trip many times before so navigation was not an issue soon they came to a bridge and gingerly stepped into its creaking massive wood as was his custom oscar stopped halfway across to stare at the shallow creek that flowed maybe 10 feet below it was at this point that Oscar realized that they were not alone. Coming from the other end of the bridge between them and their tuna fish sandwiches was Icky Larry Teeter. He was with three of his cronies that Oscar vaguely recognized and they were approaching quickly. Oscar considered his options, but there was really nothing the pair could do but hold their ground and hope for the best. The four of them, faster and stronger than any 12-year-old, were all wearing big, unfriendly smiles. Oscar knew that nothing happy was going to take place on the bridge today. Doug the Bug lives in a rug. Doug the Bug lives in a
Flap Black Plastic Muni Radio.fm, where we got the Muni Radio Comedy Festival starting up tomorrow for the uh, alliterative 2020 year. First through the seventh, people. 76 national comedians together. 66 comedy shows, streaming, radio, podcasts. 10 in the morning, 10 night, Saturday, Sunday to Saturday, here at the station. Where you're supposed to be keeping it locked. Mutiny Radio. FM. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.
Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.
stretched my hands again. It was morning. Little Hollywood. Silent winter night. Bang! A wanton heavy silver door opened. Peta peta peta. A fast moving red shiny slimy creature came in through the door. Bang! The door closed. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hey, Mike. Good to be here once again, ready once to again. watch this film. Yes, and we happy to be on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. We are on Mutiny Radio right this gosh darn minute, as we are every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We've had this slot for six years, dude. Yeah, man, mm. we've been on. 
we've we've had i keep saying we have over 500 shows and one day that'll be true but i think we're on like 300 <laughs> something but anyway uh yeah so mutinyradio.fm we love them we love being part of it we love being on their sunday afternoon right after what's really happening with luke sayer and we also uh want you to support mutiny radio you know it's out of san francisco yeah they they help the community uh somehow and uh, they do live shows on definitely monday uh and uh, fridays you can check it out go to muniradio.fm check out their lineup pick a show why don't you go you could subscribe on itunes you could subscribe to our podcast it's l w a f l m o y t by the acronym and also you can donate to mutiny radio by going to venmo and throw what you can at mutiny radio so, Carl, we're going to watch a movie on YouTube. Yes. And we want the audience to watch the movie with us and listen yes. to the podcast at the same time. Because sometimes movies are hard to watch by yourself. Uh, yeah, this one is... Uh, you can watch this one on, on your own, but uh, uh -huh. it's more fun with us. It's more fun with us. Uh, Carl, what is this movie this week? Okay, this week we will watch... Finders Fee, 2001. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Finders Fee. Don't be a dummy. There's apostrophe S there. Finders Fee, 2001. The channel we like is eccentric, but it's spelled all weird. E-X-C-N-T-R-Y-C-K. Eccentric. I wonder if I have that one queued up. I know there was one that said preview only, and that really confused me. <laughs> so, all right. Eccentric Finders is the one. Fee. Finder's Fee, this is from 2001, uh, never forget. Uh, th this, that means we're watching a movie that's only 20 years old today. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's not, it doesn't say 19 anything. Oh, right. Uh, eccentric. Okay, good. So I am all queued up. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to type in Finder's Fee. Don't be an idiot. Put the apostrophe S. Yes. Uh, 2001. When you find it, uh, courtesy of eccentric, spelled with it in a very eccentric manner. Yeah, try. <laughs> click the link listen this is a lot of information we're going to give you a break you're going to have plenty of time to do oh, this but go click the, the link slide hit, the slider we, they gotta hit pause first yeah oh sorry sorry yeah no 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 be I right yeah carl, carl, no 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 carl carl listen here's what you do you watch the movie you hit pause uh i'm, I'm all out of order so listen just go <laughs> ahead click the link hit pause move the slider to the left so you got zero 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 and uh we're all going to at the count of go we're all going to hit play and watch the movie together. We're really excited. Today, we have a, a special celebrity comedian yeah. to do our celebrity comedian countdown. Right. Uh, this is a very funny comedian out of the Garden State. Uh, Carl, he may. Oh, ooh, uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, Carl, you're running out of you're running out of comedians. You're going to be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And hey. my mother-in-law, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, so headliner Doug Stanhope. Hey, you were really good. Hey, listen, can you do my celebrity countdown? All the open micers have, have done it, and I'm, I'm now just asking headliners. <laughs> anyway, so this guy is a headliner. Oh, this lady is a headliner. This comedian. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to dig a hole. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Danny Detchy. Welcome, Danny. Hey, hello, Carl. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad Thanks. to have you on. We are old friends from mm -hmm. San Francisco. You know, I met you visiting out there several times. Yeah. Um, 
And one of the things I love about you is, I mean, I wouldn't call you a prop comic, but you're using that pencil. Tell me about that. Yeah, pencil. Yes, I drum the pencil on my cheek. Um, yeah, like a lot of kids, when I was a kid, I, I used to drum the uh, try play music by uh, drumming fingers on my cheek. Uh, my, but I found out if I can, I taught myself how to drum a pencil on my cheek, I can play more songs. And uh, yeah, I can do it. It's, uh, do you want me to play a song, a quick song? Or I can, yeah. Uh, um, how about, uh, let's, you know, the song Popcorn? That would be a good yeah. one. Sure, popcorn. Okay, so simply I drum the end of a pencil on my cheek and uh, move my mouth and go. Oh my god. <laughs> it was not all like that, so. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. A simple Hilarious. guy. Now, the, the, my favorite time you ever used the pencil was you had an appearance on the Gong Show. Yes. Yeah, I was on the uh, the new the latest version of the Gong Show. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, I, I dressed up in a uh, you can see it on on, on my on my website. But uh, yeah, I was on the Gong Show and what's what's his I forgot the name of the judge. There was three judges. Oh, right. Um, and also, I didn't know the uh, the host was Mike Myers. Uh, he yeah. was this guy, and I had no idea. So yeah, I was on the Gong Show. Uh, I dressed up as a sergeant. I played. Yeah, I think it was Yankee Doodle Dandy. They asked me to play that. They, they told me what to play. And um, and so also the, the pencil. You let them know that it was the same pencil. Oh, oh yeah, it was the same pencil that I used to fail the SAT test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, your yeah. unlucky pencil. You kept it all these years. Right. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Will Ferrell, what's his, uh, Will, Will Arnett, Will Arnett, yeah, he was the yeah. judge that gonged me, uh, but the other judges, uh, uh, they, they, uh, they, they like my act, and uh, actually, uh, I forgot what her name is, but it's uh, Borat's wife was one of the judges, and she said I'm a genius, so. That's great, <laughs> and they, they're patriots, they love the song you play, right? <laughs> now, yeah. People can see that on DannyDetchy.com, now, it's Danny, we know, but it's D-E-C-H-I, D-E-C-H-I, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, Danny Detchi. So I always love going out to San Francisco because I'm out there to see Mike Spiegelman, my co-host, but I'm bumping into people I know out there, including you, and you were good enough to throw me on stage. Every Tuesday, you've got a gig at, it's called Neck of the Woods, right? Tell us about that gig. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're always welcome. You're in town. It's uh, it's a free show in Neck of the Woods every Tuesday at 7 p.m. It's uh, the, the venue's name is uh, Neck of the Woods. Um, and uh, yeah, just call, I call it the Comedy Blast uh, a little bit. Uh, but it's basically that I have about 20 comics uh, show up. I uh, yeah, put them on a, on a list, and um, so, so yeah, I do it so that I don't want comics to a bunch of comics. I make a list so I don't want a bunch of comics drive down there and then they can't get on. Right. So, uh, so I do a list, and uh, yeah, I get twenty comics every Tuesday. It's free. It's fun. Get good crowds. If you're in the area, come on down. It's great. It's a nice room because the stage is very nice. You know, it's very yeah. elevated. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice stage. You are no stranger to this show. You appeared on this show also. Last Christmas, we did the Christmas trailers, and you did voices for it. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. That was fun doing the Christmas trailer like that. All these uh, movies that we did, and uh, with our, our myself and other uh, funny people's voices were on it. That was great. Yeah, that what you were. Uh, 
big part of uh, Soul, the Disney Pixar one, but you were the star of that Tom Hanks one, right? <laughs> yes. I forget was... the name of that film now, uh, uh, yeah. but you did a really good role because it's rough and tough Tom Hanks, and then it's your voice. Perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That's highly amazing. How you, uh, yeah, and it took a lot of work from you. Probably did a lot of work too in trying to coordinate it and, and get yeah. everyone together to do it and do the scripts. Yeah. Um, now you, uh, we know you as a comedian and we know you as a pencil musician, but you are also also an author. Uh, you wrote a book called. I didn't want to pay for a rent-a-car. It's like a road trip novel. Tell us about that. Sure. I didn't want to pay for a rent-a-car. It's, uh, it's a story about two buddies who are traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, uh, uh, driving in a car, uh, and they make it in six hours, not six days, but six hours because their car is being towed by an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they also have a, a although he, um, one of the buddies didn't tell his friend about that. He was surprised. He was kind of, you know, of course, shocked when he found out that the car was being towed by an airplane. Um, and, and he also has a camera on the dashboard and to record their whole uh, journey. And when they got to the West Coast, they presented it for a, a film uh, comp uh, competition or a film festival. Great yeah. ending. That's terrific. <laughs> uh, there were no pee breaks, I'm sure. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> people can catch this uh, people can buy this on amazon right yes yeah that's right you can go to amazon just type in my name uh, uh or um or or just uh, i didn't want to pay for rent a car and they'll find it right there perfect okay so how can people find you out there on uh, social media and the internet i already mentioned dannydetchy.com uh how else can people catch you yeah besides my website i'm also on facebook just uh, just type in danny Detchy. And um, Facebook, on, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. Yeah, just type in Danny Detchy and you'll, you'll find me right there. D-E-C-H-I. D-E-C-H-I. Okay, now everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to press play at home at the exact same time we do in the studio. So, Danny, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one. That was fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey, Shavik Entertainment, that's the number one name. When you hear Shavik, you think entertainment. Yeah, you think Jewish entertainment. You, do you think Jewish entertainment? Wait a minute, a film by Jeff Probst. Where, yeah. did I hear, where did I hear that name from? Survivor. He's the host of Survivor? Yeah. This Look is a goofy tech. What is that in the rain? What is that there? It's my wallet, dude. Hey, man, that's my wallet. Oh, ew, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. This is his first film ever, yeah. Yeah, he that's the reason why I picked TV it. Before this. Yeah, well, he was, uh, remember there was two guys, a girl and a pizza place? Uh, yeah, he was, well, first of all, I think he's Canadian. Let me just look at him. No, he's there. totally Canadian. He's totally Canadian. His fucking Twitter fan was like Val City, uh, <laughs> Van, Van City Ryan or whatever. Okay, so he was in the Canadian teen soap opera called Hillside in 91 through 93. And then he was in Two Guys and a Girl. You're right. 98 yeah. to 2001. But there was one point where they shortened the title. They took out And the Pizza Place. Mm. And, and there was actually a very memorable Saturday Night Live sketch with a sitcom called And the Pizza Place. Which oh, just that's featured... funny. Ooh, production designer is Tink. 
Do yeah. You have tinks, do you have tinks phone number? Uh, n- I I don't think so. You don't think that? So? <sighs> that one must have took you a while to think up. <laughs> I taught I taught that up pretty pretty darn quick. So he would go on after this movie to be in National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Which oh we- yes, which we did we do that movie? Nope. Would we do that movie if it's on sure. YouTube? Yeah. I just put it in my DVD queue. Uh, I didn't know it was on YouTube. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I recently watched the most recent Van Wilder, or maybe not. Written and directed by the Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Probst. Yep. Probst. Now, is this a straight-to-video movie, or is this like a Canadian No, no. This was a film that was released in uh, Seattle first, but then in the States. No, this is a for-real-ass film. Now, this is our hero. His name is Tepper, and Uh right now we're learning that he's a nice guy because he's really, really sweet to his neighbor. And she's like, I think someone's stealing the letters because my kids never write to me anymore. And he's uh, like, oh, you poor soul. Like, uh, not this. The head. He's doing a routine. Listen, lady, there's no mic here tonight. <laughs> she looks familiar, right? Doesn't she look like, well, she's probably not the uh, archetypical. I, I don't think this this production could afford it. This production had a lot of stars, but they're all not stars yet. You know what I mean? Well, I did see Matthew Lillard got a with credit. Yep, Matthew Lillard's in it. And oh, he's, oh. A, he's a major player. Is he good in it? I like him. Yep. I like that guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Well, I look forward to that. Who else? Is, I saw James Earl Jones. Yep. Yeah. He'll take any role. That's offered? Listen, yep. he, he's, he's just coasting, dude. Right. He, he, right. I mean, yeah. yeah. This was a period in which he would take any role. He really would. He only did that for a while. I seriously, I'm not kidding. I think it was time for his retirement. I think he was getting ready for retirement. Now, you know, he, he was married to Ozzie Davis, right? I don't know. I did she not. pass away. No, I know. I mean, he's, he's such a. Uh, right. Like, nas- I didn't a national treasure. Him. He's so huge that yeah. everybody, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything. Yeah. Okay, so he's walked in on his apartment, and who should be there but his girlfriend, Carla, which doesn't make sense. They're supposed to get together later, okay? Well, she has news, right? No, she's not pregnant. Oh, phew. (laughs) Okay, tonight they're supposed to get engaged. Now, it's not, like, usually it's like a guy pops a surprise on a young lady, but no, he knows all about it. Apparently, she gave him the deadline. Uh, you know, so she really shouldn't be there. They're supposed to get together later. There's his ring. That much is hidden. Huh. So well, yeah, what we're right. seeing here is like, she, it's not like she's controlling. It's like she's... Uh, uh, Bridezilla? Okay. Uh. In the nicest way ever, she's controlling. She wants to make sure we're getting married and you're giving me a ring, but it's nice. Now, look, the lotto numbers are up there. Yeah. 10-23-91. This is weird. First off, what lottery has three fucking numbers? 10-23-91. Big three. The big three. Exactly right. Well, you know, I I remember when we used to bet on the big one. 
now it always been a 14 never got it <laughs> because there's 14 steps that led into my apartment carl uh -huh. that's why that's my number it sound logic and you would count them on your way up and on the descent oh and if gosh you misstepped you have to fucking do it all over god damn it god damn it and then i step in a crack it's just a fucking <laughs> deal uh i should mention i'm trying to think of good cinematic lottery ticket movies and i could think of lottery ticket movies like there was one with michael moore directed a no michael moore played a guy who had a t oh it was it was lisa kudrow and john travolta and they had some swindle they were doing with the tv lottery i think okay so that's uh, john travolta rarely makes a bad film that sounds like a horrible film yeah, you know, it must have been a, a rare misstep for Mr. Travolta because it was a terrible movie. It was uh, very hard to watch. So there's also the one with Nicolas Cage and Rosie. It could happen Perez. to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that one sounds like a charming movie. That well, sounds like her, a movie. Her her umbrella has changed color. It was white. But look, oh, no. It's black. The, the internet told me that there was a continuity error and her umbrella changes color. But the truth is the top is one color and the bottom is a second color. So shut up, internet. Shut up, internet. Oh, does that feel good to say that? Yeah. Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, that's not like <laughs> bunker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Now, the lottery, look, 10-23-91, okay? Right. That's how Americans, okay, Look, here, it isn't 10, 23, 20. Okay, <clears throat> the, um, the, we're going to find out that this is a birthday. 10, 23. Oh, gosh, of course. So you know what? I bet everyone bets their birthday if it's only three numbers. Now, there's the wallet he found. Ooh, this guy's a real uh, old lady. Firefighters Union. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's my bank. <laughs> now, the only... There's no Avery, Avery, there's no Avery Phillips. That's who's, but in the wallet is the number for his brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Oh yeah? Like most wallets? Does your wallet have your brother-in-law's phone number? Now, now look, here's a lottery ticket. Now we just learned the winning numbers. Yeah, so, it, it was one, two, three. It was 10, 23, 91. Oh, that's my birthday. I was born in 1991. Wait, you're 10. You're 10. 10-1. 10-1. 10-1. I told you my birth date. I told you my bank. What else about myself? My mom made a name. <laughs> you're old positive, right? You're an old positive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, Carl, a little bit about myself. My phone number is uh, 415 Oh, that's my social security number. Sorry. I remember your your phone number was displaying on the Zoom, and you were like, "Carl, you are not making that a video." <laughs> oh yeah, man, dude, I used to. What a wacky year of Zoom uh, shows! Yeah. But I had a wedding. I had a nice little section of my apartment where I can sit and perform, and my laptop does not do background, so I would have to physically put a green screen up behind me. But I found like a nice area, but my wedding license was there. You know, mm. with my social security number of five one, and uh, I just didn't want that information wait, available. Wait. I gotta interrupt you. Wait, Please. watch, watch. Oh yeah, forgot to watch this movie. 
he just realized the lottery ticket is in the wallet? Yes. Now, he's already called Victor, the brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. 102391. So what's he do? Oh, he's going to... Yeah? All right. Hey, it's for my benefit, Carl. It's for the audience's benefit. I'm a little slow here, okay? I asked for milk duds an hour ago. Guy was like, I'm just cleaning the bathroom. You have to go to the concession stand. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's numbers on the phone, too. <laughs> I see a 10. I see a 23. Tonight's big three jackpot is worth $6 yeah. million. Dollars. The winning numbers right. are unrealistically... Someone's birthday. Six, six numbers and someone's birthday. So tell me how you picked the winning number. Oh, I was a big fan of Halloween back in 87. Whatever is the person who picks the number's birthday. Yeah. It's my pin number, which is also my birthday. Oh, Lillard, finally, man. Lillard, here he is. Scooby-Doo, yeah, yeah. Shaggy himself, Shaggy himself. You know what? I have to say that he was he became the house voice of Shaggy after the, the two movies, live action movies he did. Well, and yeah, but Casey Kasem retired the role. Yes, that's true. But there was also, I think there was someone else. I, I always think Gary Owen used to do Shaggy too. You're right. It was it was famously DJ Casey Kasem's voice. Yeah. And so then what? for the the movie, he just Lillard just pulled it off so amazingly. Yeah. That, uh, they they said Warner Hannah Barbera says, you know, we do all these these uh, Scooby-Doo movies and, and specials and videos. We're going to have you as the house voice. But there was a movie called Scoob, exclamation point, and he wasn't the voice of Shaggy and it was so hard to watch. Oh, that's weird. That's different. But he is, he is the voice in the fighting game. There's a Warner Brothers, like uh, Super Smash Brothers game that's coming out and it's going to be all different property characters. And mm -hmm. he is the voice of Scoob. So you can now fight as Scooby. Now, uh, Matthew Jack. Lillard has walked in. His name is Fishman. That's his last name. Fishman. I saw it very, spelled Jewishly. Yeah. Sound like Fisherman's Friend, like the, the mint. Uh, you call that thing a mint? That thing tastes like a rug. It's like a carpet <laughs> sample. You know? Jesus Christ. What, what are our fathers thinking back in the day? Oh, this is refreshing. Yeah, right. I mean, it tastes like uh, like yeast and tiger's milk. And <laughs> yeah. Hey, brand. Hey, speak of it. Hey, Art, you want some of my father's name? <laughs> now, what my he, what he was name. doing was he was, oh, he's hiding the ticket. Now, he Fishman came in the his... house and he's pretty much complaining about their circle of friends who are coming over for poker. He's saying that uh, this Quigley is a fucking asshole and a selfish bitch. And Bolin is a nicey, nice, goody two-shoes. And he's complaining about all the gambling debts he has. Like, Matthew Lillard is playing a badass here. Well, he's definitely like eating up the furniture. I mean, no offense to this actor, but you can no, just. No, this tell. guy's bland. You're right. I mean, this look, he's something to look at, you know? Yeah. No, he's looking, he's constantly moving. Facial expressions. And yeah. Got the yeah. acting going. Now, this was shot in Canada, but we're pretending it's New York City. Oh, so there. Oh, my God. He knew what I did last summer, Carl. He knew <laughs> what I did last summer. He still knows what I did last summer. Wait, he was in that movie? Yes, he's the guy with the fisherman's uh, Dash raincoat. Dash Meehawk? Is that who we're talking about? No, I'm talking about the... He looks like the character. He looks oh, like the killer. Oh, 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 
okay, okay, okay. It wasn't the actual. I don't know who played the actual killer, and it was, <laughs> he had like a, a fisherman's uh, raincoat. If only we had Google. Oh, is that why? Yeah, that's why. He had the yellow jacket, and he had a hook, of course. Which he, a meat hook, not like a pirate hook. I got a letter in the mail once that said, I know what you did last summer. And it was like fucking nothing. You sat on the couch. <laughs> no, I did some Zoom job. shows. Yeah. You shiftless bitch. Oh, here then he it, is. Then it ended, love, mom. Love yeah, it. here is Ryan Reynolds. It's right. his first movie ever, but he's no stranger to like acting and being a heartthrob and stuff like this. It's just his first break in the films. Now, do you think he's got work done? Like, can we play the game where we look at a, his first film and then think of him now and see if there's anything noticeably different? Not... The beard gets in the way of like his jawline. Is that yeah. something they do with plastic surgery jawlines? Maybe. You you have to have a right chin. That's the reason why you, you obsess and get plastic surgery. Oh, look at that. It's Ooh, a the mixed poker mix. It's yeah, a and mix that's and that yes. CD player with the open top like that? Yeah, and it's all it's sideways. It's sort of like one of those cars that the door doesn't go left and right. It goes up. <laughs> up, yeah. Well, what was it? What was that stupid? Harmon Carmen? There was some kind of like famous uh, CD player where you hung it on the wall like a clock. Uh -huh, and, and like wood paneling, and it would open sideways like that. Or, uh -huh. I don't know if those things would last, man. I do a lot of wear and tear on CD players, and like novelty shit like that cracks, breaks, or just doesn't read. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, the one I we had in the house sucked so bad. Every hour it would go cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Terrible. The car that's a cuckoo clock, not a CD player. Oh, oh. It, it was the way you described it. Stood on the wall. Oh yeah. I was hoping there. you would you would remember what I'm talking about. You go yeah. I distinctly remember that wooden stand on the wall CD player. You go into like a shit crap store. You know, like the one with the vibrating chair and the. Uh, <laughs> sharper image yeah brookstone and they would have like the the world's greatest cd player it, you're right. hanging on the fucking wall motherfuckers yeah it's got it's diagonally angled it looks yeah. different it's a yeah. sharper image it's a sharper <laughs> image <laughs> okay right now what is being established is uh quigley who's ryan yeah. is a sort of like skunk and he's he's divorced and he stole wine from his job to bring tonight That's and bolin nice. yeah well okay and bolin is a goody goody two shoes and he works at a camp that is you know his father he inherited from his father and he's he's just a nicey nice married uh everything's sunshine and roses so it's hitting us over the head a little bit but our characters are established I do like them playing poker. I miss playing poker, by the way. But I also, uh, and I guess in 2001, I was hardcore poker. Uh -huh. This is a, literally a kitchen table game, right? So they're not going to be doing Hold'em the whole time. Uh, no, they're not. Now, what they'll do a few other games, though. Uh, well, they'll do certainly one other game. Well, they, um, they have stud, Hold'em, uh, seven cards? I mean, they'll play darts is what I mean. Oh, I got oh, I thought you meant different kinds of poker games. Now, when I was dating my wife, she was just my girlfriend at the time. Every Saturday night, we'd play poker. <laughs> it, it, what, where was that in your house? Was it up front? Oh, or? The chips, I cashed them in. <laughs> it was, was it in the front or in the rear? It was in the rear, and she had the best poker hand. 
Wait, Carl, was there liquor at all? Where oh, was the, lo yes. where was the location of the liquor? I would never do it dry. In the beginning, I would always liquor. And then, so we, then I'd poker. We'd play poker. <laughs> okay, I have to stop now because even I'm sick of me. I was trying to make you say liquor in the front and poker to rear, but everyone. <laughs> oh, gotcha. You were leading me. Yeah, great job. I was leading you. I could lead cats better than you. <laughs> You lead dogs. You don't lead cats. Okay, so cats. right now he's like, listen, I know you're marrying this girl and it's sort of like a starter ring. So if you want a better one, I know a guy. And then Fishman's like, you're such a skunk. You're trying to make a buck off your friend. And Bolin's like, no, he's being a nice guy. And, you know, they're just hitting us over the head with the character. Now, you know, it's funny, you you made a voice, and it kind of reminds me, I know we have the audio off, but being in a room with Matthew Lillard and Ryan Reynolds must make your ears bleed at a certain uh, point, right? Yeah, gotcha. Okay, well, I didn't notice that watching this film. You want to listen to a second or two? Yeah, let me see how cloying it is. Oh, you're doing the audio? No, no, it's interesting. We go through the audio. It doesn't matter. I, I listen to our shows. It doesn't come through. It uh, It doesn't? Well, you know what? We're punk rock or DIY and we sample and, you know, it's the, we take it out of context and put it in a new, uh, appropriate it into a new medium. Wow. You're so deep. Yeah. It's a, it's a cheap way of saying that our production value has fucking shrunk to shit after the pandemic, <laughs> during the pandemic. We went three times, you know, we would have like a, uh, I don't know, like a, fondue set in the studio and just be like hey you want some fondue you want you know you want to use the one mic there's the lottery ticket uh-oh what does the fondue <laughs> hey, hey. What, was, what was fonzie's favorite letter hey. actually it's a trick question fonzie was illiterate oh very good yeah thank you i wrote that six years i wrote that a long time ago yeah. i wrote all these fonzie jokes I'll like, be trying uh, that at the, oh, he cut himself. That's blood. Gosh, that could mark things. And maybe throughout the film, he'll be marking things. Carl, this is a good, I, it seems like this is movie is a good movie and that everyone who made this movie did their best. And you, yeah. even though we see everything going like parading down Broadway, uh, it does seem like it's, it's trying to tell a story and, and set well, up look, this guy, Jeff Probst, he's, he was connected, you know and I mean? He, he, he got paid attention to now. He, he wrote this film in like a screenwriter's workshop kind of Interesting. thing. And Stephen Baldwin fell in love with the script and used his connections too, to get the thing made. Wait, where's Stephen Baldwin though? He's not in it. He just said, I like your screenplay and. You know, he wow. helped. I mean, but Jeff was like at the cocktail parties and hey, yeah. he's the buddy. And, you know, oh. he was a correspondent on, uh, you know, Access Hollywood and he had rock and roll Jeopardy on VH1. I mean, he was all over the place. Everyone knew him. It made wanna, sense about a film made. I want a party where I can hang out with Stephen Baldwin and Jeff Pro Proust. Yeah. That's the and then, story. like, then, like, come home and write a screenplay based on the conversation I just had with him. <laughs> now the lottery ticket is now marked with blood intriguing yeah oh whoa who's this the lady oh no it's the brother-in-law brother-in-law right it's no, the no one in okay 
Look, he knows this guy's coming for the wallet, and he figures he might know about the lottery ticket inside. He probably does. He probably bought it. So he's waiting. You know, he was at the buzzer. Hello, I'm Avery Phillips. I'm here to pick up my wallet. (laughs) And so he's like, he knows about the lottery ticket. Look at that drippy blood. That's a good job on Jeff Prost to do that kind of thing. You know, this guy and Jeff Prost didn't get along. They argued on the set all the time. I don't know if they hate each other or anything, but they didn't cooperate. Do you think that's the reason why Jeff Prost, well, I don't know if he's made another film. I didn't realize he even made a film. Yeah, he made one other film. Hi, I'm James Earl Jones. I'll take the job. Uh, do I do I have to take my hat off? No, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Thank you. What about my jacket? No, sir. Just do you? Uh, what are you wearing uh, shirt-wise? Is it plaid? Yeah, it is. The checkered. Okay, great. Come on in. Would you mind if I use your phone to make a call? See, he thought he was rid of him. But no, James Earl Jones is being paid to be in this script. Now, of course, you know, Tepper doesn't know that yet, but he's about to find out. Mind if I just use your phone? Really? Man, I wouldn't want to take a... I I am your father. (laughs) I was really bummed when it wasn't him, when he pulled Uh the mask off and it was some other dude. I was bummed. Honestly, I was bummed. I agree. And I yeah. think by that point in the series, because it was the third one, they could have made that choice. Now, James Earl Jones is an actor. Uh, you know, he does, he's does. he got his reputation and he's earned it. He's paid his dues. Oh, yeah, yeah. They could have absolutely made him Darth Vader and that would have helped the film even. You know, they had Alec Guinness in the first movie and uh, yeah. he just hated that role because he felt like, you know, talk about a paycheck. And uh but a whole generation of Star Wars fans don't realize like how great an actor that guy is who yeah. in this movie. And I feel that that a lot of times the series, even the last couple of movies, there's some really good performances and their characters get short shrift or they get cheated out of like being revealed under the mask or whatever, under the helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really have much of an opinion on Star Wars. Sorry. Well, the, <clears throat> there was the, yeah, I don't want to get star- sidetracked on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing some darts right now. Basically, what happened is he came in to use the phone. They weren't answering. He called again. They weren't answering. And then his friends, who don't know anything about any lottery ticket, said like, hey, Avery, why don't you play a round of, of cards with the, you know. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's much better to have five people at the table than four. Yes, because one of the guys, his name is Coop. He didn't come over. Okay. So that yeah. made an empty seat for them. It's hey, kind of, I'm yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I did a dart. <laughs> I did a dart. God, that okay. Guy like... Now step back, Ryan Reynolds. This is Fishman. I'm going to shoot a dart. I'm not doing their voices right, but you're right that it would drive you crazy. <laughs> in a, you know. Hey, oh, I'm making a list of movies where Ryan Reynolds doesn't drink his own uh, liquor. <laughs> like in this movie he's drinking beer like a, a human being so this movie would go in that category i saw a film called mississippi grind where he's yeah. kind of like him and this other actor are, are like you know gambling addicts who decide to to win big yeah and, and the star wars guy was in that but go ahead oh the star wars guy was it was that the main guy the star wars guy no the star wars guy was in you remember the disney comeback film like star wars is back and we meet all the new characters sure yeah, yeah he was the um remember darth vader like choked him 
and he liked it. <laughs> he was that guy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, all right. So you know the movie. So the that movie has a scene where he he uh, offers like brand name classy uh, whiskey. Wow, bullseye. Yep, and that's James Earl Jones. Now, I spent about three months trying to get good at darts to help Jeff on his team, and I didn't join the team because I just couldn't do it. They, James Earl Jones did that? I don't know. Oh, man, it's all in the wrist. I love I used to play darts. When I was a drinker, I would play darts. I'd, you'd keep yourself in the bar all night. Uh-huh. Is that Were you any good? I thought I was good, but you know, I was probably a stupid swagger. I thought I was Ryan Reynolds back when I was, you know, twenty. Right, 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 right. This hip white guy. I'm not embarrassing myself at all. He always has that, like, uh, I know the reason why I wanted to watch this movie because I saw Red Notice on Netflix, and I actually really liked that movie. What's Red Notice? Did I see it? Well, I don't know if you can see it or you can escape it. It's one of those movies. It was a $200 million production that Netflix picked up and has- $200 million. Isn't that insane for a movie? Wait, to make it? Yeah. It's all What's on it the called? Screen. Red what? Notice. Like if Interpol says you're the most dangerous criminal, you get red notice. Okay. So that's Netflix streaming? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're claiming it's their biggest movie ever. But why would they spend that on a movie? Because they're not going to make that back. Well, they are going to make it back because they own it. And they can keep, <laughs> as long as it's in their catalog, the people will eventually get to it. And they'll be like, well, look, hey, it's The Rock and Wonder Woman and Ryan Reynolds. And it's two hours and I got two hours. Why not? Okay. That just seems like so much money. I mean, that's stupid. Okay, look, he's, get, he's on the way out the door. But what? The police have locked down the building. You're kidding me. What? what what's going on? Proops doesn't have any funding. You can't leave this room. <laughs> <laughs> now, this does have the feel of a one-act play because we will... It, it isn't a one-act play. It's a three-act screen. It's a screenplay, like you said. We will be in this room for the duration of the film. Fuck no, Carl getting claustrophobic. Well, we'll see like the street in which Carly's back with her umbrella. Uh, you know, the door will open and we'll be in the hallway. It's just like, yeah. Pr pretty much it's like a stage play. We're in this room. Now, do you remember we watched a movie called Never on Wednesday where these two young white guys decide to go on a road trip and their car breaks down? Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Never, never on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Never on Tuesday. We love this movie, right? And yeah. but the but the concept is instead of going on a road trip and meeting people, they stay in one place and the weird people come to them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Including uh remember the cop? I forget his name. There's Gilbert. I remember you young young Gilbert. Yeah, Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey and Charlie Sheen. Charlie, oh Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie seems like that's the idea that they they're at rest and people come to them. Uh no. Well, they got their own conflict in their house. Exactly right. This is going to play out over the poker table. The thing is, he's got the lottery ticket that's a winner. Nobody knows that. But somehow, Avery Phillips does know it. Avery Fisher being James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Avery... Wait, why'd you say that? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. His character's name is... Avery Phillips. Avery okay. Phillips. Yeah. Ave. Yeah, Ave, good old Ave. Good old Ave. Listen, my full name, my name is Avery, okay? If I wanted to be called Ave, I would change, I have my name be Ave Phillips. 
So you're not willing and able to be called? <laughs> so, Come on, have Avet. Sorry, <laughs> right, that so was just he was, Look, I, okay, that's the Avent of the joke. I get it, but I'm, yeah. Today, a horror was written. You remember that Monty Python, like the funniest joke ever written? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it my it. dog has no nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was going to leave, but the police have put the building on lockdown because they're Weird. at some Weird timing. Yeah, and it's just the luck of uh, Tepper, our hero, because he's got a winning lottery ticket. Now, Avery Phillips does play his daughter his granddaughter's uh birthday and we're gonna hear that story so it's like now tepper knows if he checked the winning numbers i mean he knows what number he plays every day and it'll be missing from his wallet i mean he's gonna be fucking caught i got you so this is the conflict so this is the uh albatross the uh the bomb under the table yeah the bomb under the table or the gorilla in the room no one's talking about well they don't know you know i gotta say something like as someone who used to play poker uh pre-demic <laughs> did you notice that the the multiple decks of cards they have you see new york has it in his yeah they're black and the other cards are also the same color black the backs uh-huh. are black they don't if you're doing like multiple decks which you should when you're doing like a dealer's call and you should have a black and red deck you know you should have alternating colors so you okay know, you get the, so the cards don't get mixed up so that's getting, a like a a movie rule that now looks it's like hey it's like he scares them you know there's tension <clears throat> between the two of them it's like does he know oh, there's the lottery ticket in the yeah, drawer it's in the drawer james earl jones kind of sees it he's trying to casually blow just closing the door I just want to thank you for finding my wallet. My whole life was in that wallet. Yeah. God, Avery, this is like a pretty cool idea for a movie because it's like he's in a house of horrors. He doesn't know any of these guys, right? They're strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's trying to... Who's a stranger? So, so the the poker buddies, right? No, that's his circle. Uh, oh, Avery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, think of this movie if it was based around Avery. Like if James Earl Jones was the star of this film... You have a film where he loses his, he literally loses his life, his livelihood, his wallet. And it also has his dream, like this winning, this possible winning lottery. T- and the dream happens, but it's gone. And he mm-hmm. has to go into the viper's nest of these strangers, you know, playing cards. And he has to outwit them and get the, uh, out survive, right? How does Survivor go? Survivor's different because they, play those uh survivors all about we're going to vote at tribal council ooh, ooh, okay. red, red cards red cards i take it back they have a, oh, a deck of all right you see because it's like that way you can shuffle the cards and you have 52 you know the deck and then when the head yeah, is done yeah all the black cards because if you have the same colors usually what happens is the decks get mixed up and you have like you know 56 cards or 48 cards in the deck ridiculous now <clears throat> in jeff probes real life he once found a wallet and it, the number wasn't in it, but the cousin's number was in it. So he called the cousin, and the cousin picked it up. And he always wondered, was that really the cousin? You know what All I mean? Right. It doesn't say if there was money in it or anything. Can, uh, I, but- can I bet you that happened uh, sometime in 1996 or before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some guy who had his phone number in his wallet, 
I guess, you know, when uh, he needed the number, he would check the wallet. They just said that they are going to play Texas Hold'em. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember that in the film. Okay, so what he got away from, he put it in his pocket. He got away from James Earl Jones. But James Earl Jones just kind of saw him put it in his pocket. But we didn't know that. Uh, we don't later. know that in the film. You're not sure. I don't know. This is well done. It, it's not, the characters are are pretty uh, they're a chip off the old block. I don't know, appreciate that much. You know, their characters are so obvious. But right. the tension is good. What he does with this film is good. <clears throat> now, one thing I don't understand is it says that the story is written by Jim Goulian. Goulian. But if this was, you know, he was writing it in a screenplay workshop. He had the experience with the wallet. I don't really get it. Now, this guy, Jim Goulian, was a Seattle, Washington person. There's like a Seattle, Washington connection to this film. Right. Um, <clears throat> the, 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 um, uh, the, 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 it premiered at a film festival in Seattle. Um, uh, it was released first in Seattle. The, the, the guy who wrote the stories from Seattle. I don't quite get it, but. Well, anyway, yeah. this grad guy graduated film from the University of Washington, and he did, like, training films and videos for, like, 30 years. Then he moved to Hollywood and became a screenwriter. This is really all he did. He just wrote the story, so. Oh, all right. <laughs> but still, then... Jeff Probst, like, did the screenplay and uh, did the directing and really made it happen. He's not the producer, but. He kind of was because he had all the he knew everybody and he made it all happen. Yeah, and we've watched plenty of movies, and you, at a certain point, you could tell just the general quality of the film, and you know the, the quality is there. You know, yeah, yeah. people are are acting and, and a good buyer. They got some good actors, and uh, there's now, attention. Pepper just gave to uh, James Earl Jones a Derek Jeter baseball card. You see, he was talking about his uh, granddaughters and how much the one granddaughter once is going to marry Derek Jeter, you know, because they're pretending Weird. they're from New York. Yeah. And so by Tepper giving that to him, this valuable thing, an autographed card under glass for his daughter, it's sort of like he's saying, I'm going to steal $6 million for you, but here, here's a constellation prize showing I'm a nice guy. Yeah, but you could smell this screenplay, right? The car, the winning lottery ticket is his granddaughter's birthday. She loves Dieter as a aside. He's like, oh, I happen to have a, D a card, and here you go. You're calling him Dieter, right? You're combining Derek and Jeter. That's I, 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 but did you notice the second time I didn't refer to him by his name because I realized that? Yeah. No, yeah. Dieter is a character's name, though, in some. Yeah, isn't that Mike Myers? Now we dance. Dieter? Yeah, something no. like that. Uh, that's Dieter with a hard T. Dieter. So we're also, um, okay, the cops are knocking on the door. So Avery is quickly excusing himself to the bathroom. Very suspicious. So what Dieter will do, uh, now you got me saying Dieter, Pepper will do is rat him out. 
Now, you know this guy. We know him Robert from- Forrester. Yeah. Yes. And I found out from my research that his name was Foster, but there were all these Robert Foster actors already. So he changed it to Forrester. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's an interesting case because, you know, apparently he was a star. He and was then, a star and then he went away and Jackie Brown brought him back. Yeah, right. Tarantino's done that for Travolta and... I guess Bruce Willis a, and Pulp Fiction kind of... I consider that a comeback for, for Bruce for sure. Yeah. And there's others, but I can't think of them now. Or, uh, was Yeah, well, what he does Bondi? now is... He, well, he gets like uh, he gets like Kurt uh, Russell, and he gets like Jennifer Jason Lee, and just like really good actors, and give them meteor roles. And I think the work he's done with Sam Jackson, it was great. Like Sam Jackson gives really nuanced, complicated performances every time. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm glad he wasn't in the last movie. He should just call it a day with that with that director. He did he did a fine body of work, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never know. You can actually go for another dollar, I guess. Uh I'm just saying that he was responsible for at least two comebacks that we comebacks yeah. that we know of. But definitely Robert Forrester. Yeah. Well, you know the story. He gave, Forrester says a story where like he would go to a diner and uh, Tarantino confronted him or approached his table and said, "You know, I'm a big fan and I used to watch your show and I'm writing a, a screenplay with a uh, role in mind." And the guy said, "Oh, well, thanks very much." And then he showed up and goes, "Here's a screenplay. It was Jackie Brown." Uh huh. And that, that's, he must have lifted his spirits. Now, the, he pointed him out. He's in the bathroom. The reason James Earl Jones, Avery Phillips, hid in the bathroom is he has two outstanding warrants for parking tickets in Queens. Oh, so wow. it explains why he hid. Right. You know? um, now, this guy was in El Camino, the Breaking Bad comeback film. Yeah, not right. Comeback, callback. Well, he and passed he, away. He passed away, and then it was—I think that movie was posthumously released, or just the, right before. No, the, right? no, the day it was released, he died. Wow. Yep. He was good in that too. I I watched it. At, yeah. Well, did you see his role in the in the TV show? He was the guy yeah. who disappeared. People. Okay. Yeah. 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 But he was also speaking of TV shows. If you ever watched Twin Peaks: The Return, the the yeah. He's really, he, you know. Uh, oh, well, there's a better story. Okay. He was, he was going to be um, in Twin Peaks as, uh, it's not in front of me because I didn't, I read it in my research. I didn't write it down. I didn't think we'd be talking about it as one of the main roles. But he had done, the, he was doing this other TV pilot instead. So he missed a big break because it was all right. the rage in the 90s, that show. Um he reg he regrets that he missed a big he was going to be on a hit right yeah instead of a failed pilot but well, you were he, about to say he did come back yeah so you know the, a lot of the cast members the original cast members are in the return and uh, a lot of them are not and the most noticeable one is the sheriff remember there was uh -huh. kind of like a northern exposure-esque uh sheriff yes. and he just i i guess he there was a clash or he 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 declined working with uh lynch for the uh return mm -hmm. so in the story he's sick and he's in the hospital or whatever he's unseen and his brother robert forrester who's also a, a sheriff elsewhere comes over and helps yeah. and he becomes part of the story and he does a he gives a really good performance in that for sure and matthew lillard holy shit 
you like Matthew Lillard, you got to see him in Twin Peaks The Return, Carl. If you haven't seen, I have just for not. that. Yeah, all it's right, 17 so. hours. It's it's 17 episodes, all directed by David Lynch. He did a big Twin Peaks The Return. The Return. Definitely, okay. Definitely get it on DVD because I think it's a Showtime exclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, okay. So I'm writing that down because I, I watched it on the video uh, from the mm-hmm. library and uh, yeah. I know the the movie and the first two seasons are on HBO Max. Now we're learning that <clears throat> Avery Phillips was a is a retired fireman. He drives a bus nowadays, but he's a retired fireman who like <laughs> saved all these people's lives. And Bolin is remembering he spoke at the summer camp. He, oh, how he, funny is that? Yeah. That's a New York thing. Yeah, he was up at the Catskills. He was in the Adirondacks. Right. He was at a Frost Valley YMCA. Yeah, you know, uh, City Kids got a bus ride uh, for our senior trip yeah. up in the wood country. You know what I'm saying? And I remember you spoke. You're you're a fireman who retired, and then you became a bus driver. And then that reminds me, my friend was a bus driver. He retired, and then he became a firefighter. Oh, what a, a switch, a switcheroo. Yeah. Well, you now, know, when you retired, you got more time. You can learn a new career. Now, right now, he's talking to Dash Mihawk, you know, Bolin. And yeah. Dash, in real life, dated Alanis Morissette. Well, wow. that What a couple that looks alike. He now, looks like Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Now, you'd say, like, who cares? Why are you bringing it up? Because coincidentally, Ryan Reynolds went out with Alana Morissette. What? Re- oh, my God. Alanis Morissette. Now, Dash had her 98 through 2001, and Ryan next year, 2002 to 2007. Wait a minute. This movie is 2001. Yep. So what are we saying? So he, the one actor was dating someone. Yeah. And by the time this movie uh, played on the IFC, the other actor was dating. His, yes. Uh, yeah. And it's the very next year. Now, we don't have months. Maybe it was only three months apart. We don't know. Right, of course. I and mean, maybe, you know, the, the individual relationships were maybe three months at most. Look at this, Earl knows. Now, look, here's something that happens every week. They all get a lottery ticket. They swear they're not going to check the numbers. Then they throw the lottery tickets in the center, and they all play a hand, round of cards for them. Now, you know, it's a lottery ticket. You're not going to win. But that's the pot they play every week, every week. And just so happens this week, he knows he's got the win. He knows that $6 million are in the pot. Which is is Avery's ticket. Right. The man's standing, literally hovering over there with suspenders and a fucking belt. Correct. Dude, that's old school. To get away with that shit, you can get away with that shit. Now, listen, remember, it's the 90s. Right? So 80s, 70s, 60s. It was 30 years older. So an older person would be wearing suspenders, maybe even a bow tie. But I mean, we watched Hostage Hotel with uh, Brian Dennehy. Don't remind me. Dennehy would have looked good with suspenders and a belt at that point. No, not Dennehy. It was was the one we saw in Pinball in... uh, Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carl. Oh. I forget his name now. Well, whatever. So this gentleman was this actor that we all love, a character actor. We saw a movie where he was 
his health, you know, he, he might have, he was pretty overweight by this point. Yeah. But he would have helped, you know, like as someone who can, who's considering suspenders and, and a belt, you know, he might have done it. God, that's a, like, a, is that a cop out if you wear suspenders? You're like, yeah, I give up. Well, I mean, you know his belly, right? We saw it in that pinball movie with Brooke Shields. I don't right. think he could handle a belt. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Not Brian Dennehy. Why do I keep thinking it's Brian Dennehy? Because, uh, you know, because he was in Little Miss uh, Mark. It's like Charles. Yeah, he was in Little Miss Mark. And we also saw him in the Jim Carrey film, uh, Finders Keepers. Right. Yeah, that's right. Similar I just, to uh, Finder Fee, right? Yeah, I know. Well, I kind of did that intentionally. I said, well, we did Finder's Keeper. Uh-huh. Now there's a movie called Finder's Fee. All I knew was Ryan Reynolds' first movie. And you're and a finder of movies. I do. I go to Blockbuster. <laughs> I go to the search button on my uh, streaming services. I went to the one of the last Blockbusters ever. I was in Fairbanks, Alaska. And wow. yeah, walked in there and we were at Blockbuster. It was DVDs though. There were no videos. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Did they have the thing where it says new releases and they're all like old releases? I guess no, no, actually no. There was no new releases display counter kind of thing. They're just like, uh, here's our stock <laughs> yeah. back catalog. Everything just went. Yeah, I was I'm glad not they really telling you all the details here. They're 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 like they're boiling down, and I think they're Ryan making knows rules like if you stand up, you're out. If you, you know, like this is stupid. I don't want to play. We play every week. Did you check the really? numbers? You know, there's pressure. Is he trying to like delay doing this this lottery ticket thing? Uh huh. Yep. And he's also trying to figure out how to slip it out of the oh, right. file. So he's like, Quigley, did you check? Ryan Reynolds, did you check the numbers? I never have. Alan Morrison's boyfriend right now. Did you check the numbers? <laughs> Man, so Ryan Reynolds, right? He's, he's publicly seen with Scarlett Johansson, Alan Morrison, and Blake Lively. He dated, um, yeah, you're right about that. He Okay. Uh, no, he was married to Scarlett Johansson. Oh, 2008, so he okay. had just dropped Alanis to 2011. That's not a long stretch. That's a pretty long stretch. What? For Scott, for two high-profile high maintenance. Oh, 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 oh. You know, I mean, I don't know their personal lives, but we're not talking okay. about their personal lives. They, you know. Well, in 2012, he married... A woman, her she's an actress, Blake Lively. They have right. three daughters, so I guess they're together now. They're together now, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of in jokes uh, references. When when he does in joke references, he does make references to Blake Lively. What's this? The bloody ten twenty three ninety one. That's right. And look, his hand he is bloody. That's my he, he he plays his daughter's birthday. Man, I when I when I play poker at the table, the last thing I want to do is show my hand because <laughs> there might be blood on it. And then they know. Big three, big three, wow! A winning big three winner. How'd you get your number? 
it was my daughter's uh, birthday. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You heard it here first. All right, here we are again. How, and how'd you win, sir? Well, how'd you bet on the number? It's my daughter's birthday. Oh, no Whoa. way. Now, get this. In real life, Ryan Reynolds' birthday is October 23, 1991. Wait a minute. Really? No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It can't be 91. Excuse me. But his real pending. birthday is October 23. Well, that must be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, coincidence, and, totally. Coincidence. And he, and as a Libra, and he's a Scorpio, that totally makes sense. <laughs> as an October Libra. So now Bolin is saying, "Ugh, cat piss! Do you smell that cat piss?" And he's like covering up his nose. Oh yeah, look at Ryan, pre Van Wilder. He's he's very young looking, like his skin is fresh and his eyes are, I don't know how to describe it. There's no crow's feet. Well, yeah, that I was going to say is his uh, forehead. Look at that. There's just those two distinct wrinkles in the middle. So you're saying that maybe he had Botox today or something? Because I don't yeah. know his forehead. I guess he ages or, you know, there's a certain point where you do become a caricature of yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, the movies are more pronounced with your looks. Uh-oh, all these tells. Well, that's right. He's right now, our favorite actor uh, is telling, you know, uh, Matthew Lillard Fishman right. is telling everyone about what their tell is. And they're like, what's your tell? And he goes, how am I supposed to know? That's why it's called the tell. I don't know. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great point. Now. Matthew Lillard, we saw on our, we saw his first film. At, wait a second. Wait, how can, oh, I'm, I'm mixing up Ryan Reynolds. We saw Matthew Lillard's first film on this podcast on Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies Go to College. Great movie. We always talk about it. Now, if you watch it on YouTube, like, I couldn't see where Matthew Lillard is when we originally yeah, watched that's right. the, yeah. the podcast. But if like you watch crowd. on YouTube, I have all the Matthew Lillard sightings, and they're you know it says Matthew Lillard on the video under his under his. Oh, face. that's great! Wait, so yeah. did you you made that video or you found that video? Well, I went, I made it. I, I I went to YouTube, downloaded the video, put it into Windows Movie Maker, laid our podcast audio under it, uh -huh. and every time there was Matthew Lillard, I just put in a caption. Nice. Yeah. And do you? Uh, and that's probably the most viewed video we have on our YouTube channel. <laughs> no, the sex videos are the most viewed. What? Oh, like, um, what do you say to a naked lady? Naked from 19, lady. Yeah, that's from nineteen sixty-one. But people, have ten million people flock to it. Uh, we we should mention we do have a YouTube channel. Carl does a lot of production work. He writes the theme song. He does research into these films. Yeah, uh, talks to uh, does the interview uh, up front, and he also. Uh, I have been archiving our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, just like the acronym, just like the podcast name, where he syncs up. Not only does he sync up our podcast to the movies, but he does it pretty promptly after the podcast posts. Right. So, and so you're probably listening to this right now, uh, maybe a day after. And so welcome, you know, uh, we're glad you're watching it on the podcast. Uh, and we, we do mention where the movie can be found and you can always use the search engine. So 
we do encourage you to actually watch the movie if you want. Yeah. But, and, you know, we do mention our, our next week's movie at the end, so it gives you a chance to watch the film. Now, the, the reason that I did it that uh, it was so that you have one click access. You click on the YouTube channel and you're watching the movie with us. You don't have to stink up. Oh, no, man. It's the, it's the thrill of the hunt, right? You got to get yourself a, uh, a internet radio streamer. Uh, <laughs> and then you got to make sure you, you type in the, the MU, M3U uh, file. Yeah, right. Without it go, uh, saving as a, as a file itself. You're like, what the fuck? I just want okay, to. Okay, so yeah. Ghoulies 3 on our channel has 2.3 thousand views. Oh, wow. All right. We have probably more listeners to today's podcast, hopefully, Knockwood. Now I'm noticing Meatballs 3 has 10,000 views. It's the world's greatest movie. That must 10, be 000. it. Well, there's some boobies in that movie. Ah, uh -huh. right? Twisted Obsession, your favorite movie. Yes, my favorite movie. View. It has one view. <laughs> That's the greatest oh, movie ever made. The, they're Playing With Fire has 53,000 views. That's the one. Well, that's with, uh, God, she's fantastic in that movie. Yeah, yeah what was her name? We're a really great podcast. What was her name? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Replicate has 1,000.1 views. That's pretty uh, good. That's a horrible National Lampoon movie. Yeah. Wait, oh, so they're so now they're not playing. They're playing what? Look at. By the way, that's a tell moving your cards around like that. <laughs> it's a tell. It is a tell because then you know. Uh, by the way, and why are the uh, hearts black to be red? Yeah, uh, I think that might be the print. <clears throat> oh, all right. Well, it's a tell because if you get dealt a hand and you look at it and you start moving it around, I know you're setting up pairs. I know you're setting up straights yeah you're playing with something you know maybe you have an inside straight so it, it has a sense that you you don't you haven't lost hope on it you know so and then it depends on how you bet yeah you kind of yeah, never well, of course how you bet is definitely a tell right oh man i always fall for the guy who goes uh let's have a friendly game uh, i bet a million dollars I see you and I raise you a million dollars. Hey guys, it's just a friendly game. It's I a was bluffing. World. Look at my hand. It was garbage hand. Okay, Chatterbox, the talking vagina, I has thirty-five thousand views. Thirty-five thousand. So that's the biggest movie we have. Uh no, uh, School Flavor. for Sex, nineteen sixty-nine, has <laughs> sixty-four thousand views. Ladies and gentlemen, we need 5,000 more views so my son <laughs> can talk to me. Uh, the Wild Wild World of Jane Mansfield, 10,000 views. 10,000 respectful views. That movie's on Tubi as well. I watched it again. I rewatched it. Uh-huh. There's a lot of good garbage on Tubi, by the way. Hey, why would just you and me, kid, have 1,000 views and fake out have 1,000.8 views? Hot Dog the Movie has six. <laughs> Thousand views. We're going to lose views if people are watching our YouTube right now and we're like talking about numbers. Oh, okay. Let me close yeah. this. Okay. Well, okay. The point is that if it's a movie with the word sex or. Yes. That's, and by the way, School for Sex is probably like, I thought it was a porn movie. Like, I didn't think YouTube would even allow me to type that in. Now, wait. You see on the thing, yeah. it's about to rip. I'm about to rip $6 million. Right. And only. Only Tepper knows it, and maybe Avery knows it. Avery knows it. 
Well, he, I think he does, but he would have had to check the numbers before he went. He, like, we just don't know. Or Tech Tepper Avery. doesn't know, and we're... Oh, we, so I understand hero. what you're saying. We never know that James Earl Jones knows that he has a winning number. Mm-hmm. He never, like, saw the TV. He didn't stand by the kitchen television set and write on a piece of paper on the counter. On an like envelope. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We never saw that. And another thing is, he got his wallet back. He never goes in there and says, hey, my lottery ticket's missing. Right. And especially because they're playing lottery tickets, wouldn't he want to throw it in? He's been playing cards with these guys. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Excuse Actually, me. I'm no, sorry. I, I forgot a detail. Oh. What, um, uh, what Tepper did is he switched his lottery ticket for the winning one in the wallet. So when he gave Avery the wallet, he gave him a lottery ticket, but not the winning one. But now he has to put his lottery ticket onto the table. So, yeah. Now, what uh, what um, Tepper's going to do here in the bathroom, you know, he's made the excuse of he, he recut his finger so it would bleed more as an excuse to get in here. We and missed this. Like, right? hide cards so he can cheat. Wow. Wait a minute. How did he recut his? He didn't t- use the fucking card itself, right? He shouldn't no, even he... be playing cards with a fucking bloody finger like that. Those guys should call like Cheetos and blood. You do not want those on the cards. <laughs> so he reached down to like a, his own chair with like a sharp part, like a nail or something. And he oh. on purpose cut himself and went, ah! Well, you could find a lot of loose nails on chairs when you live in New York City. Forget about it. Uh, forget about it. Loose nails, you don't know the loose yeah, nails. Yeah, hey, in New York City, we're like, fuck you, loose nails. And they're like, hey, hey. I'm fucking cutting your finger here. <laughs> well, fucking he did it. He fucking did it. Look, look. I would rat out Ryan Reynolds. Listen, that guy's going to take my wife, my girlfriend. His girlfriend. In, in 2017, he got his Hollywood star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. 27. You- you can see all the so stars 19... as you walk down. What movie did he do? Like, what was the tie-in in, in Uh No, it, cool? it's not movies. It's just oh well. No. Like, they sometimes I, they they sometimes you petition yeah, to I get a, you get your celebrity on the on the sidewalk, and sometimes they they have the ceremony cue in time for the rock movie or what have you. Well, it's got to be Deadpool, right? I mean, yeah, maybe. It took, I don't have Deadpool's uh, numbers in front of me. I only wrote down what was interesting about him, like Scarlett Johansson. Can I mention something? I criticize our own show in real time that we were just giving out numbers. But if you watch Deadpool 2 in the first five minutes. I think it's pretty cool that like sex movies have 64,000. I know. I think it's crazy that that, that we have thousands of views of any film that has sex or uh, uh, sexy ladies in it. But but I was gonna say that uh, in Deadpool two, he's in the taxi cab talking to the character from the first movie. Uh, and he turns to the to the camera as he does to the audience, and he says that uh, Deadpool one had the highest gross, bigger than uh, Passion of the Christ for, uh, for an R rated yeah. movie. And I'm like, this is you you haven't let ten minutes go by, and the <laughs> sequel is not only are you referring to the first movie. But you're referring to the gross of the first movie, <laughs> what is inevitably the sequel to a high-paying gross movie. And I just was like, okay, all right. I yeah. Get you. Yeah, all right. Sometimes when Bugs Bunny shows up in the beginning in the opening credits, you go, oh, it's a cartoon. I got you. <laughs> now, oh, so, 
okay. He he's got the cards and they're up his sleeve. No, no, oh. not all the cards. Hey, is this your card? Ah, what is the five of clubs? How'd you know? Is he because Ryan Reynolds gonna say that? Is this your card? No, what he's gonna do is see it and his he's gonna mark it on purpose with his foot. But he's, yeah, you know, he's like a skunk in this film. Look at that. Look at the, yeah. that the director. Yeah, give it up to the pro. Is this guy like has pros been canceled? Proops? I don't really follow. No, I don't think so. He's oh, well, Survivors on tonight. Survivors on tonight. Ooh, Survivor must be on every night. Every second. <laughs> Ooh, look at that hand. That's insane. Two parries high. Well, you know what it is, is that you, you want to get a three of a kind and then boom, you got a boat, you got a full house. So wait, they must be playing what, just regular draw. Yeah, well, they're playing, cards? there's two draws. There's two draws, and it's five cards. Um, draw, five-card draw. It's a, yeah, it's a poker game, so it's five cards. But and here's the, here, is, is there a wild card in these games? Um, no, they were making fun of Quigley. I mean, you know, it, it, it was, of course, um, <clears throat> um, it was, of course, uh, Matthew Lillard, who was making fun of Ryan Reynolds, like, you, of all his silly wild cards, one-eyed jacks, and... Yeah. Well, he's got it. Look, two-pair, ace-high. Yeah, ace, ace of spades, right? No, ace of, uh, is, is it the duplicate cards? I, well, I, I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, what there... I'm saying is that the ace that uh, he has, that General Joan has, is it the same ace that he has, same suit? Yeah, I think yes, and that's part of the tension. So it's like he's got three aces, but now we can't play it. Right, because he's got three. So he has to fold. Well, he's not going to fold. Uh, you'll see. You should fold and cover your hand. And then yeah. when he says, let me see your hand, you go, you got to yeah, see my hand. It's, it's a movie. It's a movie. So there's a surprise. Oh, so he's going to play it all the way through? So he's like, Lillard's like, am I missing something? Well, right now there's another draw. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they're showing cards now. Pair of threes and a pair of eights with a high four. Whoop-de-doo. Wow. Well, wait a minute. Ryan has his hand. James knows something's going on. So James still has a higher hand. James still has a higher hand, but they haven't showed yet. Oh, he hit the ace. The ace of diamonds. Wait a second. Let's see what this, because there's another ace. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to show it, though. See, there's another ace. And because the cards are the same right. color, it doesn't indicate that it's a heart or yeah. a diamond. And That's so the choice. Miller's pissed that he's beat. Fucking look at James Earl Jones. He's, he's he just shows up, does his thing, leaves. Did you act today? I think I did. I no, a, he does some acting in. No, this. I'm saying I'm saying he can act like, but he he can sleepwalk through a movie like this. Look how cool he is. <laughs> you talk about a poker face, right? Like he knows something is up. Yeah, this is a Viper's Nest movie. He should be the star of the film. It should be about him going into these. But he's the. But he's not threatened by these strangers. He's there he to get his. Yeah. But you you don't think during this evening when he's hanging out he realizes that wait a minute, these guys are cheaters or I have a, a lottery ticket and they're talking about lottery tickets and 
I don't trust these guys and maybe they swap my lottery ticket. He's right now he's, he's opening up to this. Yeah. Well, he's telling the story about, uh, the birthday, the, the daughters he's saying like across the street from my church, I go to the Korean deli every week and I get a lollipop and I'll play my daughter and, you know, give this to the daughter, uh, the granddaughter and I play her birthday. So, we're learning now that he always plays the same date. Lillard just sniffed uh, a marker. That's how in character he is. Yeah. Man, I would not want a table like this. There'd be bloody hands still playing cards. Right, right. You, right. You got wine, you got decks of cards that are shady without the right coloring. You know, it's a fuck this. Mono color. I get it. I mean, you have the suits on it and you can go crazy, but now, right now, he's saying that last time he went, for the first time ever, the Korean guy was sick and his wife sold the card. And he, you know, he made a prayer to God. So he's like, maybe this is God saying, I'm going to win this week, you know. Yeah, all right. God was, yeah, it was a single from God. Now, That's what no I'm saying. You don't think like Nicolas Cage can take this role and uh, like if, I, I think James Earl Jones would have been you know great as the hero in this film, the protagonist, and have it from his view where it dawns on him that this poker game is a lot more than he thinks, and you see he's slowly he's slowly figuring it out, right? No, but his lottery ticket is right in the center of the table. He sees it right there. I mean, <clears throat> when they put all the lottery tickets on the table, you know, he, okay. That's Jeff Probst hugging Ryan Reynolds in the photo. Weird. Director's uh, cameo. Yeah, you see, the director's, okay, is playing the part of Coop, the guy who didn't show up, you see. Wow. And so every time we see a photo, Jeff Probst is, is Coop. Coop. So, you know, the real star of this movie is myself, but I never show up. And then that's when the wheels of the bus will roll off. Uh-huh. We'll be back after this. Right. Does, do you think when they did the pressers for this movie, he was like, oh, yeah, it was a great experience to work with James Earl Jones. And uh, well, we'll be back after this. Yeah, well, we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> no, Jeff, we're not. We're not. Yeah, you can't say that, Jeff. You're a. This is what? Your, what? We're, uh, we're oh, interviewing we're you. We're back. We're back. Okay. All right. Hey. So, hey, before the break, uh, you had asked me what I thought about making working with James Earl Jones. I blinked. I paused. There was some dramatic music. And then I said, it was a pleasure to work with Mr. Jones, one of the great actors of American uh, theater. And uh, now, Mike, I got to let you know, right now we're having a stress scene and Jeff Probst is doing a kind of okay job with it. The, the hero knows when he plays his hand, he's going to lose and he's going to lose $6 million. Lillard's fighting on the phone with a coworker. Uh, Reynolds ooh. is pressuring him. The, the, the ladies in the door going, I'm so stupid. Can you help me? He's getting all this pressure, you know? Plus he's boiling water for his tea. <laughs> yeah. The kettle. kettle will go off. Yeah. So what he's going to do is scream and snap at the lady. And everyone's going to, you know, the music's going to stop. There we go. Oh, the record Shut stress. the fuck up. Yeah. And everyone's looking at him. Whoa. What a. 
What an explosion. He feels guilty. He has to go apologize to the lady. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's all because he's about to lose $6 million as he knows his hand is going to lose. Uh, this movie is like, it, it's a little Gen X. You got the cassettes. Oh, Jeff Probst as Coop. Oh, yeah. Coop. He's, he yeah. reminds me in the big chill. He's, he's uh, the dead guy in the coffin. He's uh, Kevin Costner. He played Poop. Yeah. Poop. No, it's Coop. Oh, like Coop. Bradley Coop. Uh, it's not that shitty of a name. I don't know. How many Coops do you know in your lifetime? In, uh, Cooper. None? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we know a Skeeter. God bless him. But we don't know a Cooper. Yeah. Remember how cool Skeeter was and he really looked like Listen, man, in my eyes, I remember the people. I remember them. And uh, Skeeter will always be cool. Yeah. He had it, yeah. The thing is, if you see him today, he's like some computer guy. Oh, I don't I would, I would have... know the detail. I haven't seen him in years, but I've seen pictures and he wears glasses. And he just doesn't look like that guy anymore. Listen, if I have a chance to see Skeeter now, it would be from looking upward towards him. What? But, uh, I, I would be like looking up to him. I'm trying no, but to say. seriously, Michael, if you bumped into Skeeter like at the subway or something, right? You would not. He would not. He'd go, "Hey, Mike," and you say, "Oh, I'm sorry. Do I?" He's just. <laughs> yeah, I'm I would say. You. Well, if it was at the subway, I would say, "Sir, can I get your order, please?" <laughs> uh, not that subway. Not that. Oh, you mean like the yeah? L.A. Uh, has a subway, you know. Yeah, they call it the Metro. It was in the speed. Remember at the end, they're they're building the the subway and uh and he goes, LA off. has a subway? Yeah. <laughs> but now <laughs> they have a subway. I, I've been on the subway numerous numerous times. It's excellent. Numerous yeah. times. Numerous times. Like <laughs> oh god. Look at this. His bloody hands are next to the cards, Carl. Look at how dirty the car. I can't. Oh. It's driving me crazy. I can't. Uh oh. Look, marked. Mark. Yeah. Now look what he has. He has a flush. Right? And I don't know. The cards are always the same color anyway. And it's obviously the card in the bathroom. Here we've got two pair. Right. 